Welcome, everyone, to Rainbow Cupcake. I am your colorfully baked host, Raymond, and today I'm joined by... Mega Muffin. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be here. And today, we are going to be talking about ADHD. Because it's ADHD Awareness Month, October. Uh, and uh, since this podcast is uh, for all the neurodiverse out there, I mean, if you're not neurodiverse, you can still watch, you can still listen to it. Uh, everybody is welcome. Uh, but um, yeah, I have ADHD. Mega Muffin has ADHD. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and we're also Christian. And we have a unique experience, I guess, when it comes to that. Because almost all the people I have heard in the internet have ADHD. That have ADHD. I have never heard someone that's a Christian that has ADHD. Only one person until now. Uh, so, yeah. And we both represent Christians with ADHD. And we have also gone through a lot of different, like, psychological stuff in our lives. Uh, so we want to share that perspective with the world. Um, Let's see. ADHD. When I first discovered ADHD, or more like, I wasn't diagnosed with it, but I was more like diagnosed with ADD, not knowing that it's the same thing. But when I discovered it, the only thing I was focusing was, okay, it's only about hyperactivity. When it real when I realized that it's not just hyperactivity, it's more than that. It's there's more stuff about ADHD than just hyperactivity. Surprise, surprise. Indeed. And all these symptoms is I have it too. Yeah. Um how do you feel your ADHD has like affected you? It can be positive or negative towards your Christian walk. Can I say both like positivity and negativity? Yeah, both. Okay. Uh, I will focus more on the positivity. Positivity okay. is that since I'm, I can get really interesting. That's one thing about ADHD. If they're interesting in something, they're going to yep. focus. That. They're going to learn on it. They're going to learn about it, focus on that than anything else. So that's one positivity thing because I love the Bible. And when it's something I like and it's my intention, I want to focus that. And that's a positivity thing about it. The negativity is that is when it comes with reading. Because I can read, but sometimes I get distracted. Or sometimes I may be reading, but then I end up not focusing what I'm what I'm doing. And that's one activity, but it doesn't really affect my walk with Christ. Because 
it's a balance when it comes with this diagnose and everything that I've been going through. So there's like a huge balance between negativity and positivity with ADHD and with my walk with Christ. But it's more focused on positivity than negativity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I feel like that's the that's the point that we want to get across is that as a Christian, you can have a disability and that's not affect your walk with Christ. Now, with your experience, uh, Meg, do you think having ADHD has affected your relationship with Christ, with God? Or do you think it makes us stronger? I kind of want to say that it affected me. But come to think about it, it never did. It's more like getting me motivated and it's helping me walk more and more with God. And having this relationship with God is just, with this ADHD, it's not really affecting me at all. It's more like giving me more opportunity, more, I guess you could say, open-minded to be with Christ. Yeah, I, I can see what, what you're trying to say. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I had the similar experience. Because here's a, a pretty interesting thing about us people with ADHD. Uh, there is a, a kind of this disbalance in our brains. Um, so really what's going on in our heads, it's a chemical disbalance um, of dopamine. And also there's a problem with our frontal lobe. It's underdeveloped. Um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have the same level of development of a normal person. For example, a normal person completely develops its frontal lobe at the age of, and when I'm talking about frontal lobe, I mean like our brain, um, develops their brain completely at the age of five. Now, uh, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, a, a normal person develops its brain, uh, frontal lobe, at the age of 25. That's, that's the age where the frontal lobe is completely developed. For a person with ADHD, it's 35. They get to the with 35 years old is when the frontal lobe completely develops. So that means that our brains are 10 years behind from, uh, well, not our entire brain, but the frontal lobe of our brain is behind than, uh, so 10 years behind from a normal person. So, so that means that, um, when it comes to the control of our emotions, uh, when, it, when it comes to our behavior and our personality, it's really hard for us to tell those things apart. It's really hard for us to 
do those things correctly. But the interesting thing is that since that area is affected, usually we uh, we have a dysregulation of dopamine. We either have a lot of it uh, or we either have a, a little of it. And it comes to in fluctuations. If we care about something, if we don't care about something, then uh, we love more than the usual person. We get sad more than a useful person. Um, we get angry, angrier than a usual person. So our feelings are stronger when we have ADHD. So I mm-hmm. feel like what, what you were saying, when I have all my life, I've been, let's say, focusing on my relationship with God. And I've always seen him as a real, uh, as a real person. And the relationship I've, I have had is so much more uh, real to me because I developed this love towards God uh, that is really, really powerful in my life. And and I just can't let go. I can't let go. Um, and basically, I I see myself and the, the way I have lived with my ADHD and my problems. I have seen myself getting closer to God uh, every day with all the problems I have had. Uh, I still see myself getting closer because as we know, you and me as Christians, it's not about what we do, but it's about what Christ did for us in the cross. So, exactly. So, so we don't do anything. We, we can't do anything. But what we do is love God and have a relationship with him through our prayers, the reading his word, and, and that's how we do it. And, and I feel like, uh, and some tra- traits that people with ADHD usually have is that they're more compassionate, that they're more, um, uh, that they are selfless, that they try to help others, that uh, we are more prone to, um, you know, to, to towards kindness. Yes. Yes. And, and the reason why that happens is because we have experienced a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, hate towards them because of the way people people treat us because of the condition, and we don't we want to give something positive towards them to towards everyone else basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a that's a very very interesting thing. When I found that out, I had I, I had uh, because then my thought was, I've never been a true Christian. It's all part of my disability, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I that's the first thought I that went into my 
man, like, whoa, so I'm, I'm not, like, nutrition is just all part of my disability. <laughs> but then I started talking to God, and, and he kind of made me realize that maybe he gave me this disability. So for a I would, so for a reason. So maybe for me to help other people that have the similar experience that I have, and and that uh, need the support that I didn't have within the church. And that's the next question I want to ask you. As a person with ADHD within the church, how has that been? What What's your experience been as a person with ADHD in this church? I would say not that well. Like if everyone is expecting it to have like, oh, she has ADHD, so let's treat her like everyone else and sadly that's not true because in my in my church um i was treated differently and what i mean by different i mean like they don't have patience they didn't have patience and i can't blame them because i i knew that i had i was something there was i was sorry i knew that i had an adhd but I didn't know how to control it. I didn't know how to deal with it. So of course, the people in the church would think that they will also not know what to do either. And it really affected me in, in that area because I try to make friends in there. And they still, they were like, seeing me different from everyone else. Because let me be honest here. I am different. ADHD people are not like everyone else in this life we're we're more different we think different we act different we do different stuff and that's okay i mean and that's all right and but for me like it it didn't bring a good good effect when i was in the church i was they didn't like how i got distracted easily they didn't like how I was like this and that, my attitude mostly, because I'm a very hyper person. <laughs> but yeah, it really didn't, it didn't go well for me. Yeah, and, and the same thing here uh, with me. It's not, uh, I had a <laughs> different experience at first because I was the, the son of, of the pastor, pastors uh, uh, when I was growing up. I was, uh, my parents were, were pastors uh, of a little church in Panama. And uh, when I was growing up, everybody looked up to me because, uh, like, everybody thought I was I was really good. Um, and it's because my parents raised me with these morals, but um, I always felt an imposter syndrome uh, and... Uh, that's something that people with ADHD experience a lot. Uh, mm. <laughs> but but the point is that I had an experience at first when it came to church because I met these people since I was like a little baby. So they knew me since I was a kid. 
But once I moved, when I was 15, we moved from that church to back to Puerto Rico, where that's where I was born. Uh, and we started going to church there. That's where I saw like a huge difference. Because, mm, okay. because once I was there, uh, I experienced kind of the same thing that you did. Because uh, people had these kind of expectations from you. Um, but you couldn't, you know, give it all uh, according to their standards. Um, and and I felt like a lot of people didn't really like me. Because uh, I... Because I, I have this type of personality um, where, uh, as, uh, as a person with ADHD, I'm very impulsive. Uh, I'm very impulsive because that's in, in your frontal lobe is where you have uh, these things. I'm going to clarify uh, the frontal lobe in just a bit, what, right. what, what is there. But, but, yeah, I have this impulsivity. Uh, and, and I'm also very smart, you know, um, and, and I'm, uh, I'm smart for like things that are interesting to me. So I'm, I'm a nerd, basically I'm a geek. Uh, and I, I learn things that for other people may seem useless, but, uh, for me, they are important. Uh, and it's so, uh, that's one of the things uh, with ADHD is that sometimes you don't control what you like or dislike. And, mm-hmm. and the good thing is that I like the Bible and I like to learn uh, about the Bible and I like to learn about God and, and I like to learn about these things. So when we learn something, people with ADHD, we, we don't have impulse control. We like to tell people what we learn. We like to tell people the things that are interesting to us. We are excited children when it comes to impulsivity uh, and, and, and giddiness about something we love. And, and um, it, it's this excitement that really drives people away because, uh, or, or either, two, there, there's two kind of people. There's the kind of person that goes like, well, Oh, that's a cool dude. I'm gonna hang out with that guy. He seems like very friendly and kind, and and I'm very excited about things. Or there's the other person that's like that guy's too childish or too too um, much for me. Like too uh, much for me, exactly. And and a lot of people don't like someone that tells them like facts about stuff. And I remember, like, in Bible classes, in Bible studies and stuff like that, uh, I would always, like, answer the questions uh, to the teacher, and everybody would stay quiet. And and, and I always felt like everybody was judging me. <laughs> um, I Maybe it's in my head, uh, but every time I would try to make friends with them, they would just ignore me. So I don't know. It's and I, I again I don't want to bash like I don't want to say uh, any like, bad things about church. It's not them. It's us. Yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. I, when I see that, I mean, like 
well, it's our fault. We suck. No, no, I'm saying that they don't know how to treat us. And that's the biggest problem. We because need- there's no one. Exactly. They, there's no one out there to tell them, hey, they have ADHD. This is the way to treat them. This is the way how to be with them. There's no one out there to teach what is ADHD. They may know what is ADHD. Like, oh, yes, I know what it is. But do they actually know, like... Yeah, like meaning, do they actually know what they do? What, like, what do we do? What, how do we act, and how we're different from everyone else? Exactly, Mega Muffin. That that is the problem right now. Is what do people know about ADHD? What do people know about autism? What do people know about all these other disabilities? Uh, clinical depression, which is a, a chemical disbalance. It's not. Being sad, and you can come out at any time. No, it's a chemical disbalance in your brain. Like these things are, are things that happen within the church, and and we haven't addressed it yet. And that's why um, I want to give awareness to my condition to the church. To the people, to the Christian people, listen up. Uh, and to others that don't know what ADHD is. Because this, again, everybody that's listening, this is for everyone. Because ADHD has always been portrayed as deficit attention disorder. Attention deficit disorder. There we go. Attention, hyperactive, attention. AD, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. There we go. Um, and ADHD is more than just that. As I stated before, it's a problem with the frontal lobe. And, and, and how Matt Muffin said it earlier, that he just thought that ADHD was getting distracted. And that's what everyone thinks. And you're not wrong. I mean, yes, we do distract it, but there's more than just distraction. There's more than that. Okay. I like to give this example. Imagine, and and you tell me, Mega, uh, if that's how you experienced it before. But imagine you are in a room with four walls and there's no doors, no windows. You're trapped in this room, but there's a hundred people inside of it. It's a small room. Everybody's squeezed together like sardines, and you are pinned to a wall. And all these these hundred people are talking to you at the same time. That's how it feels to have ADHD. It's not wrong. You're not wrong. It's constant distraction because it's not like we can turn it off. We get distracted by our outside and our inside, our minds. It's constant distraction. And, and glory to God. Glory to God. For me, he is the only one. The Holy Spirit is the only one that has been able to turn that off for just a second when I'm with him. 
And that's my experience. I don't know if it's that's your experience, Mike. Uh, a little bit different, but kind of the same. And what what have you experienced in that area? <clears throat> All right, gotta clear your throat. Uh, in my experience, I was saying more like again. The way you explain it, I can relate a little bit because I can see myself like in the box. But it, it feels more like people in the outside, there's people in the outside try to speak in different areas. And I'm trying to find that way. I get into like in this stress mode and everything and need something to distract myself but I get distracted at the same time with the voices, the banging from the outside world. That's technically how I experience. That's a good addition because, yes, it, you have the 100 people inside uh, trying to talk to you, but then you have the people outside of the box mm-hmm. also trying to talk to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I understand what you mean. It's Again, it's this constant thing that happens in our brains in the inside and the outside because we have so many ideas going on in our brains just shooting our brain for some reason is is just fast inside and it's filled with imagination and it's filled with ideas and potential that it's just like as soon as we get a thought we just continue into a train of thoughts that keep going and going uh and then uh, the people are outside trying to tell us things and trying to say things that we have to do, we have to this and that. It becomes a distraction. It, for me, when I'm in a when I'm in um an area where everyone is around and they're talking, and somebody's trying to talk to me directly. I have a problem with that, like, because I can't not stop listening to everyone else's conversations. I listen to the, all the conversations at the same time, and then I'm listening to your conversation, too, but then it just becomes a mess of words. <laughs> I felt that. Um, and now, I, I want to describe, though, hyper-focus. And that's where I think it comes in when I'm talking to God, when I'm reading the Bible, uh, in my experience. Because hyperfocus is not something that we choose. It's something that happens um, when something is really, really interesting to us. So t- sometimes it doesn't happen all the time when I pray or when I'm reading the Bible. It just happens in these moments. Uh some like a certain moment and it's like all the little things that you were focusing on at the same time because we're talking about visually we're talking about Mm -hmm. audio we're talking about our own mind we're talking about everything around us it that's why i like to say that Mm -hmm. we get distracted because we basically focus on everything at the same time. And I think that's our distraction is that we're focusing too much. It's that dysregulation uh, in our brain. Um, and basically, when it comes to hyperfocus, it's kind of like all the little dots come together 
and form like this big ball and then you're consuming you don't even know how many hours you have been there because you just focus on that one thing when somebody comes in they try to talk you're gone you're in your own world <laughs> and and man once somebody breaks that hyper focus it's gone <laughs> Pretty much it is. <laughs> it's gone. And, I, and that's why we get mad when somebody interrupts us when we're doing something. Because probably yes. we were probably we were like hyper focused on it. And since hyper focus doesn't come that easy, like it's not something we can turn on and off, it messes it up. It messes everything up. If something interrupts us when we're hyper focused, it's hard to get it back. Um in one example, one example is that when I'm super hyper focused when it comes with drawing, because this happens lately a lot with me, but when I'm drawing and suddenly somebody wants to talk to me because they they say, Oh look, 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 Meg, look at this. And I get mad because then I don't remember where did I started the drawing or what do I do next? Like I completely forget. And that's another thing about ADHD too. Like you forget. Yes. And that's a great moment to talk about what really happens in ADHD. Why what's the, the big the biggest problems that we have? When it comes to the frontal lobe uh, of their brain, that's where our problems seem to lie. Because um the frontal lobe of the brain is the is a vital is vital to our okay so we're talking about the frontal lobe the frontal lobe of the brain is vital to our consciousness as well as functions that appear uniquely human such as spoken language so see how important our frontal lobe is it is one of four pyrid uh, lobes, so paired lobes, sorry, in the brain, uh, in the brain's central cortex, and it is, and it plays a vital role in memory, attention, motivation, and numerous other daily skills. The frontal lobe, uh, similarly to the other lobes of the central cultures is actually made out of two paired lobes together these uh, comprise two-thirds of the human brain so see uh it's very very important uh and here are some of the things uh the frontal lobe plays a daily function in in, in us humans so this is why it's hard for us to live in a world that isn't built for us as people with ADHD. It's hard mm -hmm. to live in that were built for people that have a highly functional frontal lobe, uh, uh, like properly to their, uh, to what they're capable of. So basically, um, we need more time to develop our brains and that's why usually it's harder for us to learn uh, certain things like math 
or language we develop like uh, different like uh, disability that are tied down to these things to language and uh, learning mm -hmm. uh, so here we go speech and language production um, the broken area uh, region in the frontal lobe helps thoughts into words and that's why it's so hard to put thoughts into words <laughs> we have something in our head and then it's hard for us to say it we need so much information we need to like have so much information to be able to like actually spew it out and we have to memorize it or read it uh so that's why I make scripts basically uh, and scripts are made like in my mind about what I'm going to say uh, or when I'm going to say it. And I also do that in my phone. I write it down like little scripts for me to live a normal uh, human life. <laughs> normal life. <laughs> yeah. Quote unquote. Uh, Damage to the area and undermine the ability, can undermine the ability to speak, to understand language, or to produce speech. And that makes sense. So this is why is, uh, we struggle, we stumble in our words. Like you have seen many times with me, I have stumbled a lot of times in what I say uh, every time I'm talking. And... Mm -hmm. um, I sometimes don't understand what other people are saying. I, I don't know if that happens to you, Meg. Uh, it happens a lot. And, and that's the problem with us, is that you have to be really clear. You have mm -hmm. to tell us something, and it has to be really specific. And you, you need to give us hints, because we don't understand language that world well sometimes. If it's too general, maybe if it's a joke, maybe if it's sarcasm, sometimes we don't understand it. We need hints that what you're saying is a joke. We need hints that what you're saying is sarcasm. We need hints that suggest that what you're saying is what you're actually saying and not something else because we misinterpret you. Uh, so you have to be very clear when you talk to someone with ADHD. Uh, some of our motor skills, for example, are in the frontal lobe. So the frontal lobe houses the primary motor cortex, which helps coordinate uh, voluntary movements, including walking and running. That's why we fall a lot. That's why we hit ourselves to the wall when we're walking or exactly. hit our shoulders because we don't have spatial awareness. Our spatial awareness sucks. We just crash into things all the time. And you, as a person, starting to to us. Maybe you're a normal person, you're diverse, and you're like, well, that happens to me too. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Because every human, and this is called glitching, or something I learned, uh, somebody called it glitching. Um, and I think, Sometimes we experience glitches in our brain or people that don't have ADHD because we, we people with ADHD explicit have glitches all the time. So um, 
a normal person can experience the same symptoms of a person with ADHD, but not as constantly as because it's a thing with us happening all the time. Uh, so yeah, we suck the uh, motors, even though a lot of us are. We uh, we do develop creativity a lot. So a lot of us are mm -hmm. artists and writers, painters, and such things. So it's not like we don't have motor skills. It's just that we kind of suck at them sometimes. Um, That's like, but true. Yeah, that is very true. Comparing objects. The frontal lobe helps. Oh, my this explains so much. Uh, the frontal lobe helps uh, categorize and classify objects in addition to distinguish one item from another. Um, yeah, I suck at this. <laughs> uh, I'm very bad at distinguishing things from things. Um, they things sometimes look similar. Make mistakes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. That happens to you? Yes. It does. Comparing objects. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's one that is really vital to us forming memories. Actually, every brain region plays a role in memory. So every brain region plays a role in memory. So we it's not that we remember what happens here that is the problem. So the frontal lobe is not unique, okay, when it comes to memory. However, research suggests it plays a key role in the forming of long-term memory. And if you ask anyone with ADHD about their past, we just don't remember. Exactly. We remember what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, the frontal lobe also plays a role in working memory. And working memory, if you have never heard of it before, I'm going to tell you what it is with an actual information. Uh, here we go. The working memory is a cognitive system. And again, uh, us people with ADHD have problems with uh, cognitive function. Uh, that's our main problem, that our main issue, uh, is a cognitive system with a limited ca 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 capacity that can hold information temporarily. So uh, working memory is the thing that holds the information uh, for a, a short period of time so you can store it in the long-term memory. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it can imagine that like, uh, like a little cabinet, uh, cabinet where you put a different memory. So let's have an example. An example. You're in a classroom and right. the teacher is talking about math. Okay? And the mm -hmm. teacher tells, tells us pull out your notebook. We take out a notebook. But then mm -hmm. the teacher tells you Look up page number 50 on your textbook. 
So you pull out your textbook as well. And they say, write what's on the board. And then after you have those, uh, imagine that you have three little squares in your head. Some ADHD I'm talking about here. First one, ADHD. Uh, sorry, let's start with a normal person. A normal, right. um, a normal person would hear that. And then there's an announcement in the uh, con, in cons, cons of the school, uh, intercoms or whatever, you know, those things. Uh, and the principal says, we, uh, um, today is band practice, don't forget about band practice. And the kid is on, on band. So now the kid has four different things on its working memory. Four different things. What? Uh, pull out your notebook. Uh, page 50. Write what's on the board and don't forget about band. Okay. So imagine ADHD brain now that only has two drawers or three. Two or three, depending on the person. Because again, okay. uh, it's a limited capability and for some people it's smaller, for some people it's a little bigger when it comes to this working memory. So with a person with ADHD, the teacher says, pull out your notebook. Okay, we have that. We pull it out. Pull out page 50. Okay, we have that. Good. Write what's on the board. If it's a person that has three, uh, three uh, squares, then or three cabinets, I said, cabinets, uh, boards, they're going to be able to put those three things right on the right. What's on the board? Uh, take out page fifty and take out your notebook. Basically, they have those things right now. Once that person hears the the speaker talking, the teacher says or the principal says, "Remember about bad practice." Now. Everything that the teacher said is gone because the kid is going to pull out from the long-term memory. It's going to pull out. Don't don't forget about band practice. Ooh, I need my drums. Uh, I need to get my sticks from the locker. You right. know, and now you have different things in the working memory. And for a second, the kid looks around and he's lost. Everybody has his, like the book. Everybody has his notebook. And he's the only one that has nothing on his desk. And he's like, what are we doing? What's going on? Because all those things just faded to existence. It doesn't exist. Um, once the, with the working memory uh, throws away something, it's harder. It, it's, it doesn't get it back. Unless it's in the long-term memory. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the funny thing. How, does that happen to you, Meg? Yes, it does. Uh, and that's a great example for it. Imagine if the kid with ADC only had two drawers. They would have been confused already when the teacher said, write what's, what's on the board on your notebook. Because then mm -hmm. they forgot about, maybe they forgot about the page in the book that they had to go get. So they just begin writing what's in the, in the board, 
And then they get distracted by the speaker of the, of the principal and they stop writing and they focus on that only. And they begin to focus on the band. Oh, a half band today. And they just keep focusing on that until the teacher comes in and is like, Hey, are you focusing on what I said? You know? And that's the problem. It's like, and you're like, Oh, like what, what are we doing? And then they get mad at you. It's one of the worst experiences, to be honest. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah, guys. So when it comes to our long-term memory, uh, our short, uh, sorry, our working memory, uh, that is very difficult for us. And when it comes to the long-term memory, some parts of it are um, hard to remember. We can look at a picture, and if somebody tells us the memory, somebody tells us, we can imagine it and be like, oh, yeah, that happened because there's a picture. Mm -hmm. And and that's why um, in having phones, and, and I feel like I've been trying to, I've been trying to just remember by myself. Um, and, but the problem with that sometimes is that the, the memories begin to fade away as time goes by. Like I can still remember certain things, but not all of it. Exactly right. Which is something I want to talk about this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm like, so far, what I know is that ADHD do kind of suffer when memory things fail. So it depends. So far, what I know, I'm like, and you know me, I'm one of the worst person to remember something because I forget things this easily. Like, so easily. I'm not saying like, oh, I forgot my birthday. No, I remember the year, the month, the day. I remember that. If, but if someone tells me their birthday, in a few seconds, I will forget. Or if an event happened, I will forget. But it also depends what type of event it was. If it was an event that I like, I'm going to remember it. If it's an event that I was like, oh, okay, it was all right, I'm going to forget it. And I'm pretty sure some ADHD goes with this too. But all I know is that I forget things easily. Like, I remember what I did yesterday. Kind of. Not everything. And it is kind of stressful. Because when yeah. somebody tells me, do you remember this? Uh, I do not. Some people will be like, it's okay. Others will be mad. Be like, you should remember everything. Not knowing that even though if I tell them I have ADHD, they're going to be like, well, okay. But that doesn't change anything you still need to remember and sadly it's awful like I don't like the experience but it's how I deal with it yeah and that's the problem people don't know that these things are the things that are wrong with our brain and we need to let them know this is this is an awareness month about how ADHD affects us and we don't want you to take pity on us we don't want you to be like Oh, poor little thing. Like, we just want to understand us. 
when when mm -hmm. when we go like I can't remember, you say, "Oh, okay, don't worry about it. This and this and this. This is what happened." Or mm -hmm. or uh, here's what you had to remember that you forgot, and and it's okay because we can't control it, guys. Like we can't control our brain. We can't tell it. Remember stuff, please. Like we can't. We just can't. We have to write it down. And that's why you have to, if you have a from an ADHD and you tell them to remember something, tell them to write it down. Exactly right. Just, hey, buddy, I know you're, not, I'm not trying to offend you, but I know you're going to forget. Write it down. Because um, we're very sensitive, guys, as well. We're, we get very sensitive with certain things. So always try to put it in a positive way. In a way that doesn't seem like you're attacking us because then we'll get mad at you, but that's, it's because of our impulse control and our emotions because we don't control them either. So it's hard for us to do those things. Uh, so we get like sensitive and stuff. Uh, if you don't say it the right way. And, and you can ask a person, you know, like always, how will they um, take things if they're okay with certain things? For example, when I'm talking to Meg, um, I always want to make sure that she knows when I'm joking, that she knows mm -hmm. when I'm being sarcastic and other things, because that's something I struggle with a lot. So I know that other people struggle, struggle with it too. Um... And because uh, I don't want, I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings that have ADHD and I don't want them to react negatively. And I know that there's uh, like a thin control into that stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you mentioned is very, very interesting because you were talking about your memory um, and right now I'm having trouble remembering what was, I was going to say. Great. Uh, <laughs> but you mentioned something important about memory in ADHD. Come on. I got this. Um, Here's an example, everyone. I forgot what I said now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I forgot what I was going to say. That's so great. Um, that's why. That yeah, it's it's hard for us to retain what we said before or what we thought before. So it kind of just goes away <laughs> and it's lost forever unless we remember like by a miracle. Um, what was it? You were saying about your memory that you you were oh man okay it'll come to me it'll come to me in another moment uh but something important about memory as well we're talking the topic of memory here is that uh sometimes uh we oh time we lose time there we go that's what i was trying to remember um, yeah. so time is very important because we're blind to it like we have time blindness now a lot of the things I'm telling you guys is not on a book like it's not on 
the DSM. Um, everyday uh, uh, psychologists and psychiatrists are adding new things to ADHD because they're discovering things as they go. Uh, the problem mm -hmm. with ADHD is that for many years, it was diagnosed by the the people outside of the person. So it was more about what do your parents say about you? What do your teachers say about you? What do your friends say about you? It was not, what's your experience, little guy? Like, what's, what, what are you going through? It's more about how is this person's life an inconvenience to everyone else? You know, and that sucks. Yeah. It sucks that it was evaluated that way because if you literally go to like old sources for it, it, it always says that the information they took is from family members, friends, and uh, and teachers. And I'm like, the worst information from the person that actually has ADAC, like, isn't there opinion, like, also valid? Like, what they have gone through? Well, anyways, the point is that uh, I am telling you what the frontal lobe does. And, and you, can, you can see uh, the problem with memory is there because, again, ADHD is, a, there's a problem in our frontal lobe. So I'm telling you everything that has to do with memory that our brain does, and <clears throat> I'm letting you know that our experiences from all people with ADHD are the same. So it has to be real. It has to be true. It's just not in a book yet. It's not in the paper yet. But soon it will. Just you wait. Um, there's so many psychologists that are in that are AD, they're finally ADHD people are becoming psychiatrists and psychologists and they're helping build a better tomorrow for people with uh, ADHD. So don't worry, uh, or I guess worry a lot because you still live in this world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, at least probably your sons or children will have a fact because ADHD is actually a uh, Transmitted like in blood, like it's a something. It's a genetic. It's genetic. It passes down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. so your children will probably have ADHD too. So good luck with that. Um, if you uh, have ADHD. Anyways, time blindness. We blind to time. Uh, as Meg said before. She can forget what happened yesterday because sometimes yesterday feels like a week ago because sometimes a week ago feels like a month ago and sometimes a month ago feels like a year. And, and when I say feels, I mean like literally that's how our brain is processing time. Like for some reason, our brain just decides that something happened a long time ago. Or maybe it happened right now. We can even like forget that it was just, maybe like sometimes like time gets carried away, we forget, oh, um, we basically can talk 
or do something without noticing that, oh no, it's nighttime. Where did the hours go? <laughs> so and that's the thing. That's the that's like the thing I every ADHD in you deal with it and something it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. We either time moves faster or very slow for us. Those are the two options. Fast, really, really, really fast, or really slow. So slow. <laughs> um, anyways, let's move on from memory because we're done with it. Oh, one last thing. Object permanent. Object permanency. Uh, when it comes to object permanency, we have a problem with that. Um, ooh, these people here put it. Oh my gosh, I love this website. Guys, you gotta go to this website. Uh, I'm gonna say it right now. It's Medical News Today. Medical News Today. Dot com. Uh, article slash uh, functions of the frontal lobe. Medical News Today. Dot com. Uh, functions of the frontal lobe. Because okay, I'm going to mention why. Because they're mentioning ADHD here. And I didn't see that before. And that's cool. Um, anyways. <clears throat> where was I? Uh, currency. Uh, you know babies, right? Meg? Uh, I think I do. Have you seen baby before? Yes. Have you babysat baby? Not babysit baby, but more like grown-ups. Okay. I mean grown-ups, I mean teenagers. Oh, got it. But you know that babies, or babies, mm -hmm. they, um, you put something in front of them, and for them, that thing exists. But once you take that away from baby, it ceases to exist. They just forget completely. No, no. It's not that they forget. It's just for them, it doesn't exist at all. That's why they cry when their parents leave a room because they think their parents cease to exist. And that's very sad. Just letting you know. Oh, no. Don't do that to Bevy unless he's sleeping or they're sleeping. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, they cease to exist to them. And that's the thing, that for us with ADHD, we have terrible object permanency. It's not that we think, wow, that thing ceased to exist. That's the thing, guys. It's not that it's on our mind that we don't think about it. At some moment, we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, where's my phone? Uh, but if we don't see it, it's not there. Uh, our mind just completely forgets about it. Example, I uh, recently went out with Meg, and oh, no. we were in a festival. <laughs> I, I went to a bank machine to put my money into, the, into my card. I put my water bottle on top of the machine. I was like, I'm not going to forget. Water bottle on top of machine. I've <laughs> you literally forgot it. I literally forgot it. I, I put the money. Uh, I stopped looking at 
the bottle. I literally, I stopped looking at the bottle and I started looking at, at Meg. And the, the bottle ceased to exist for me. It was not in my head at all. That's like, it was, it was gone. And the funny thing is that Meg, tell him yeah. what you thought. <laughs> I, I told him, well, not told him. I was thinking to myself, like, would it be funny if Ray just forgets his bottle, <laughs> his water bottle? And she was looking at it, and then she also forgot about the bottle. <laughs> because we were just looking at each other like idiots. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I left the bottle. It's gone. Uh but object permanency that's the thing that's the problem with object permanency is that if something is not right in front of us we may forget it's there now this doesn't really happen a lot with people uh we can know when someone is there we can forget for two seconds that they were there but we'll see them again and remember that they were there (laughs) Sad. Um, it it um, it doesn't happen as much with people to me. I don't know if your experience is different, Meg. Uh, it depends how long I have met him, met him or her. Like if I was to meet someone right now, yeah, I'm I will remember it like the whole day. The next day, when someone tells me, "Do you remember that person?" I'm like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're not constantly with that person or they're not in your mind as much. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand that because that happens to me all the time. In fact, some people have walked to me and they're like, hey, Raymond. I'm like, who the heck are you? (laughs) How do you know my name? Where do you come from? Are you a stalker? No, I was in your, like, eighth grade class oh i don't remember i'm not good in my head he's not good um so yeah and this is like something that creeps me out mostly through internet now that everyone has internet everybody has phones and everything and mostly in instagram it's when it becomes creepy i don't know if you ever experienced this right but okay so me and my friend my best friend i'm just gonna call her dip um we had we had a very old friend from sixth grade and back then i didn't have that much of a phone i mean i did but um, i didn't use as i'm using it right now but anyway we had a best another friend best friend who moved out years passed and suddenly around two months ago or last month i don't remember um i received a message in instagram where it says hi Meg, it's me and i'm like uh, a random person just texts me saying hi and knows my name and i was I was being creeped out. I was like, who is this person? I'm, I'm freaking out. Until my best friend had to tell me that that's our old friend. And I just didn't remember. One, because I saw the photo. I check on Instagram. I check your photo. 
and I still couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, it happens to me a lot um, as well. And I honestly, and here's the weird thing. I can remember game characters. I can remember cartoon characters. I can remember fictional characters for years. But, but I can forget a real person existed and it's sad it's, it's, really it's very sad. sad and embarrassing it's so embarrassing because they remember you and you <laughs> and you don't remember them and you feel awful that's <laughs> like you're like that person i made an impact in their lives but they did not make an impact in my life it's a, oh my gosh it's horrible i oh man <clears throat> and it happens a lot with my with my parents friends because like they tell me like oh do you remember them and like i look at them like they look familiar but who are they <laughs> and they're like I give you like stuff and give you gifts and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't remember you. Thank you for everything that you do, but I don't remember you. <laughs> uh, and it's so sad. And I hate it. It's the worst thing to say, mostly because, like, again, what Ray said, they were an impact, you impact your life, but they also did something nice to you. <clears throat> and when you don't remember it, you just feel bad, like, oh, man, I don't remember this person. And it can lead into a bad area because some of my family's friends will start to say how rude. She doesn't remember me. That's a rude way to stare. Like, it depends. But, yeah. Yeah, people... It really affects the, the way people treat us, and that is uh, the sad thing. The, the, good, the great thing is that um, if you tell us a secret, maybe we, we will just forget forever. <laughs> we'll, That's the thing. That's we, the best part. Yeah, so we will never tell your secrets to anyone. <laughs> because we will forget it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll forget it. It's like a time bomb. It's like this message will be destroyed in twenty in twenty four hours. <clears throat> now, I do have a trick to remember things, Meg, and if if it maybe can work for you. But again, it's always writing things and repeating them over and over until it's stuck in my long term memory. And that's More usually like writing. It's more like writing than repeating it over and over again. Okay. Because all, all of us, we have different methods to yeah. deal with our memory. Uh, <clears throat> understanding and reacting to the feelings of others. The frontal lobe is vital for empathy. Now, here's the thing. We are very empathetic. Um. But it's also hard to tell because that's the thing. Again, I'm not saying this, it's a disbalance in the frontal lobe. So it's a, it's kind of like 
underdeveloped. Now, developing is different than non-functional. And you have to make that distinction. When you say developing, you mean that it's growing. So certain aspects of it can actually be working fine. Maybe you mm -hmm. developed your empathy better than the other things because you wanted other people to feel empathy for you. So mm -hmm. you develop empathy faster <clears throat> to survive. We adapt and survive. Um, and here's another one that's very important, forming personality, the complex interplay of impulse control, memory, and other tasks helps form a person's key characteristics. Damage to the frontal lobe can ready, radically alter personality. <clears throat> uh, again, we don't have a damage to our frontal lobe. Uh, person that has damage on the frontal lobe can experience things, can experience ADHD things. Uh, exactly. But, and uh, that's why if a baby maybe got suffered a hit to the frontal lobe, they can have ADHD actually, uh, but their damage is more permanent because for us it's a developmental issue. So at some point in our lives, like when we reach 35, we're going to get better at these things. It's not, a, it's going to be, it's not that we're not going to have it yet. It's just, we, we're not, it's not that we're not going to have problems with it because our brains already got used to a certain way of working, but is that we're not going to, from now on, things are going to be better basically when our development is complete. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, the point is that, uh, and, and Meg, I know maybe this has been a problem for you, is um, making a personality of yourself. Because it's, oh, hard. Yes. It, it's hard to do that. And I'm always, for me, my personality has always been kind of like a combination of different people and characters that I like from TV shows and stuff like that. So I... And we do this thing since it's hard for us to take personality or make personalities because our mind is a mess. We kind of just mirror, like not mirror, sorry, uh, that's autism. We um, camouflage, basically. We use little things that we learn from other people and we use them to create our own personality. <clears throat> What's your experience with that, man? I've been dealing. Oh, sorry. Well, that's no, right. Um, I've been dealing to find that personality since little girl, or maybe I had that personality, but as I grew up, I was forgetting that personality. In and here's the thing: this brought me into a path where I had it to fit in to the society. I couldn't find my personality, so I fed. Let's do a backup plan, fit into the society. By fitting in, I will find my personality, and it never did, because yeah. I don't like what others do. It's not what I like. It's not my personality. So pers about personality, it's been like a very big battle between finding it, because I don't know what is it until this year, and this will lead into Christ. This will lead into 
Jesus. When I found my personality is because I found my identity through Christ. And it still is, I will be honest, it still is a difficult thing to find my personality. Because it's not just one, it's different. It's it's everywhere. And it's hard to keep it on a straight line. Mine's just like a big wave. It's like going from this and then going from there, going from here, from there. It's it's a mess. But but it's also a way to experience new stuff too. And that's how I experience my life with it. Uh, and when it comes to me, uh, I have always had like a strong sense of personality because I have given it to myself. Like I, and and because of what other people have said about me. So basically, what other people have said about me, I have accepted it into my personality. Like whatever people say about me, I accept it. So when people, when I was a kid, people called me lazy a lot. So that oh, was no. part of my personality. And no, but there was a lot of good things that people said about me. People said I was kind, loving, respectful, responsible, uh, and all these good things. People would also say I was lazy. And back then, I didn't know that was just my ADHD. I was not lazy. It was just ADHD. I had problems doing tasks. I had problems doing things because, like, I would get distracted because I would – uh, focus and other things because of my hyper focus mm-hmm. and my dopamine uh basically we have a dopamine disbalance which means that wherever the dopamine when the dopamine sparks in our brains that's what we're going to focus on we're going to be like ooh shiny you know <laughs> yes that's how it feels uh it feels like that it's kind of like dopamine rush boom that's what I want to do today. And that's what I'm going to do today. So it, it, it sucks because I accepted that I was lazy for so long. It was part of my personality. Whatever people said about me, I made it part of my personality. Now, when somebody else would come and be like saying a lot of negative things about me, I would question my personality. Then someone else would reassure me that what that person was saying was true. No, that's not who you are. And I would be like, okay. Huh? What? Oh, no, I I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing. (laughs) Yeah, like, I was like, okay, that's not me then. You know? And because I was accepting what other people said because it was hard for me to just find that personality with it. And I would take from the shows and movies I would watch, the, the, the main character, I would be like that. And that's why one of the reasons like I really like Spider-Man and Peter Parker because I wanted that personality. I wanted to be a like little dorky but smart and 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 someone that cares about people and saves other people and 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 I I wanted to be like that and and uh, and I had all these things right but once Mm -hmm. I learned that 
like you said, like through Christ is that we find our true self. I finally was able to realize that instead of just letting other people tell me who I am, I will let God tell me who I am. Amen. Because if I let God tell me who I am, then that's going to be the perfect me in the future. <clears throat> and and um, in, what, what I was talking about the lazy thing. I, when I learned that ADHD, uh, it, I, I received an email from my school talking about ADHD. They would say that they had like uh, resources for ADHD and special activities. And one of the things that they said, <laughs> this is the thing, I would tell people that I was a lazy person. Like I would be happy about that because I would say like, no, but I'm responsible. But for some people, that doesn't make sense. You can't be lazy and responsible. But I would say, no, you can definitely be lazy and responsible. But that's actually not the case. It's that you can be responsible and have ADHD. <laughs> because one of the first things that, that the email said was, you are not lazy. And when I saw that, I wanted to cry because for so long it was my personality and I felt bad about it because everybody would see it as a wrong thing, as a bad thing. And when, when just one simple email saying I was not lazy, that it was a condition, that I had a disability, just changed everything it literally that was changed my whole perception about myself and when i learned all about adhd like i told you like i had a crisis because i learned all these things about adhd how the positive things because people would talk about the negatives but all the good things about adhd i felt that what I was was a lie because it was just my condition. It was just because of my condition. So I, I felt like if I didn't have ADHD, then I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be faithful to God. So every time somebody tells me that God will heal me from ADHD, I always get afraid and scared because if if that happens, then I'm not going to be me. Exactly. And, and I, that's why I don't think, like, I, I think that that God takes away disabilities that are when he wants to. I, I think it's when it's his will, you know? Mm -hmm. I believe he does. I believe... He heals people. I, I do. But but I don't think that God will will try to change like what makes you you. He will just guide you into the right direction. He will guide you into becoming the better you. 
So if you take ADHD away from me, who I am, who am I? You know, and that's mm -hmm. how I felt in that moment. But then I, I was reassured in the silence of my prayer by God, because I, 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 I heard this voice telling me, I already, I already knew that you had it. And look at the way I have treated you all your life. Look at all the things I have done. Because I, 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 I read, I, I saw a video on, on how to treat people with ADHD for parents. And you know that God is their father. And, and one of the things that it said is don't be uh, just a parent, but be also a friend to your kid that has ADHD. Mm -hmm. And God has always referred to me as his friend and that he is my friend. I mean, he always said, he has always said that you are my friend. I am your friend. And, and that's something really important to me. It really is. <clears throat> oh man. <laughs> oh, I got a little bit emotional there. Um, no, uh, and here's another one, uh, reward seeking behavior and motivation. Uh, that's mm -hmm. uh, most of the brain's uh, dopamine sensitive neurons are in the frontal lobe. Dopamine is a brain chemical that helps support feelings and reward and motivation. So that's our biggest problem because there's a chemical disbalance. In our dopamine, we either, uh, we, there's no dopamine transport. That means our dopamine is running wild. It's a chemical disbalance. There's a disbalance in our brains. And that's why uh, <clears throat> sometimes when it comes to medicine, when it comes to the medicine that they give to people with ADHD, it helps us focus. But that's the only thing it does. It doesn't take away the other stuff. ADHD, uh, but it takes away what people think the problem is with us that we can't focus. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, <clears throat> and dopamine is is very much uh, one of the important keys here because that's where our feelings are dysregulated. And we are basically motivated. Our motivation is very much this way. Okay, guys. When something is boring to you, a normal person, something is boring, you know, but you guys can still do it. You guys can actually do it. And you guys can fight through it. And you have so many motivational stuff to just be like, you can do it. You can do it. But for us, when something is boring, we just can't do it. No matter how much we try. 
we can't. We just can't. You've got to make it fun. You have to make it so that our sense, our dopamine wants to be there so that we can learn stuff. We need fun and something engaging because when something gets boring, it becomes boring. Yeah. And for us, boredom is like basically like a wall that we can't go through. That, that's what boredom is to us. And, and no matter how much we try to destroy that wall, we can't. Exactly. Uh, managing attention, including a selective attention. And here's where it comes, the selective attention. When the frontal lobe cannot properly manage attention, then conditions such as attention deficit disorder or ADHD may develop. There it is, guys. Uh, this is so awesome that they actually have this here because other places where I've seen, they don't have that. And this is really, really cool because this means that medical people are recognizing ADHD finally for what it is. And I'm happy. But schools still don't do that. Universities still don't do that. Work still doesn't do it. Church still doesn't do it. Guys, wake up. Wake up. You need to stop. You need to start doing it. You need to that we have, like, issues that we can't control and we need like you to understand mm -hmm. like we would appreciate help but we it's not help that we want it's for you to understand these difficulties and that when we're doing something um just like let us do it the way we found was helpful for us when, when you as a father come in and you're like, Son, that's not the way you should be studying. You should be studying this, 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 this way. No. You destroyed our way of studying. So now it's just, we just don't like it. If you tell us how to do something the way you do it, then we are going to just not be able to do it because we found a way to do the things that we do. We found a way. We're not telling you to help us find a way to do it. We're telling you to understand the way we do things. We're different to what you do because we need it to be different because our frontal lobe doesn't work right. It's not developed enough. So please understand that. That's what we just want understanding. Mm -hmm. We would like a little help too, but like understanding is what we want. Um, but but ask ask if we want help. Please don't help just because. Like just ask. Um, anyways, 
what do we have good? Let's turn the conversation around. We have talking about bad things. <laughs> we have. Let's talk about good thing about ADHD. Now, since our frontal lobe doesn't develop that well, what do you think happens to the rest of our brain? Meg? Well, what do you think? I, uh, hmm. Wait, can you repeat that again? I just suddenly lost it. Okay, so if our frontal lobe doesn't work mm-hmm. properly, like it's not working right, or it's not developed enough, what do you think happens to the rest of our brain? Hmm. I would say that it will... It's like, okay, here's an example. It's the only way I can put it like that way. You have a clock. In every clock, in order to make it tick, talk, it has to work everything inside. Everything has like a pattern. Everything has uh, a job in order to work. The same thing with our mind, uh, our brain. Each of our brain has a way, has a job. I mean, has a job so it can help us move on, help us to survive in this life. But what happens? What will happen if our bottom part is not working? Well, they get lost. They don't know what to do. They they try to keep on doing their job, but with so much fail, it's just they get lost. So it lead us into what we have, what we are doing right now, into not knowing what to do, not knowing. Okay, um, for example, I'm in school. I just finished my test. Um, what else do I do? I need something to distract me. I need something to hold me. Like, so that's when it comes to this area where we want something fun, something to keep us active. I mean, that's how I see it. Well, yeah. Uh, and and what you gave was a, a, a good example for what's going on in our frontal lobe. Uh, but if that unit in our brain uh, usually is not working properly, it, you're right. I guess we can see it in both ways. You can see it in that way where the rest of the brain is lost. Uh, but usually what happens when that going on, when the rest of our brain is lost, is that a brain adapts because we are human and God made us to adapt. When mm-hmm. something doesn't work properly, for example, where when an eye doesn't work properly, the other eye gets better because it adapts to uh, to kind of balance out the body. So when a body part in our in ourselves doesn't work properly, the others will adapt better. But you have to what? You have to exercise that thing. So let's say, Meg, that you what you mentioned, the disaster mm-hmm. when it comes to that is because that person hasn't found any way to deal with their ADHD. They haven't found a way 
to adapt because they have either given up or they are still looking for someone or something to help them quote with what they're going through. And many of us people with ADHD, we need someone. We need something to tell us, hey, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And then that mess that you mentioned can become something better because it can adapt. And if you are able to exercise your other parts of your brain, because stop trying to do the frontal lobe stuff. You can't do it properly. So start exercising the other parts of the brain. And this is where we come into the positive side. If you exercise the other parts of your brains, which you actually have control of, you will have a better handle on your frontal lobe. You will have a better handle on your ADHD because you're not trying to work with it. You're trying to work around it. So what does our parietal lobe does? Here it is. The and, and let me let me get that here. <laughs> so the parietal lobe is one of the major lobes in the brain, roughly located at the upper back area in the skull. It processes sensory information it receives from the outside world, mainly relating to touch, taste, and temperature. Damage to the parietal lobe may lead to dysfunction in the senses. These are also some health conditions associated with the patient's lobe uh, and damage. But that part of our brain is fine. I mean, maybe you can have like a problem in it because, again, you can have damage in any part of your brain and that can be causing trouble in your life. Um, but, okay, let's go to the main functions of it. All right. Which is touch, pleasure, pain, heat, cold, tension. When it comes to the things, um, and again, it depends on your experience and the things you deal with as well. So don't quote me on this. This is something <laughs> that you have to practice and you have to get good at. If that's, there's going to be different lobes, and maybe you're going to uh, kind of relate to a different lobe of your brain that you have developed than everyone else. Because right. maybe it's not the rest of your brain, but maybe it's one part that you have developed the most because of your frontal lobe being not there. But touch, pleasure, pain, heat, cold, and tension. In my experience, I feel these things more than a regular person does. In my experience. Uh, as as a person with ADHD, I experience these things more than a normal person, uh, and that's why, um, you know, that's how mm-hmm. I. Expect. Interesting. Yes. Um, let's go to the temporal lobes. The temporal lobes sit behind the ear. Let me wait. Give me a second. All right. Let me read it from here. Because it's always better to have all the information. 
The temporal, uh, nope. Is that the one I'm looking for? Yeah. The temporal uh, lobes sit behind the ears and are the second largest lobe. They are most commonly associated with processing auditory information and with the encoding of memory. The temporal lobes are also believed to play an important role in processing effect, emotions, language, and certain aspects of visual perspective. Uh-huh. So as you can see, this is why, and here's the problem. This is why ADHD sometimes is a contradiction. Because there's a contradiction going on in our brains. As we mentioned before, mm -hmm. uh, we suck at memory. But we're also good at it sometimes with certain things. So it's all about what part of our brain is keeping the information and the memory that we have. Because for some reason, Meg and I are very good at remembering what happens in a plot exactly. or a movie or a show. We remember these things. But then we suck when it real stuff? What's the deal with that? I mean, that sounds contradicting. And a person would say, Well, it's because you care much you care more about stuff or or you're oh, because you're always paying attention to that stuff more. And it's it's not because of that, it's just because of the problem in a dysregulation with memory is the issue. It's a contradiction. Our brain is contradicted in, in itself because of portion of it is not working properly uh but yeah we can be so good at visual things we can like something and we can notice something that nobody else did or we can hear something that nobody else heard and we're like yes and and we can hear like a little detail that the teacher said and everybody else is asking like what did you say teacher and we're like uh, they say this and this and that that's what they did I was paying attention. I was marked. So yeah, that's the thing. It's a contradiction, guys. It's like, wait, I, I thought you guys had a problem with it, with attention and memory. Yeah, we do. But then we have good parts of our brains that deal with those things too. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of good at it. Um, so yeah. And then we got the occipital lobe. Uh, and that's the last one in our list. The occipital lobe sits at the back of the head and are responsible for visual perspective, including colors, form, and motion. That's why we good at art. Yeah. <laughs> we good at art and animation because we good at visual perspective, including color, forms, and motion. So that's why we're artists, basically. Almost all of us. Not all of us, but almost. Almost everyone. Yeah. So yeah, guys, that's uh, been the trip down ADHD and uh, how it affects us, and the good things that we have, the things that are actually, like, work in our brains, and, um, and, uh, I, we just want you to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. 
aware of it. Anything that you would like to uh, say? Uh, any final thoughts of, uh, on the topic? Uh, no, not going to add nothing, but I will want to say something. For those of you who are schooling yourself or you're being told that, oh, you're so lazy, oh, you forget things, oh, you're so sensitive, don't let that take in. And another thing, if you notice that all these topics that we've been talking about is something you relate, but you don't, you're not sure you have ADHD, number one, don't diagnose yourself. If you want to make sure you have ADHD, go to a doctor. Like, go to your local doctor that you always go. Make them do checks to see if you do have ADHD. And if they tell you, oh, you have ADD, that's ADHD, because ADD and ADHD are technically the same thing. They anyway, are I wanted to add that up. In conditions, 1987, guys. That's years ago. The 80s, guys. But yeah, continue. Thank you. All right. So if you have any other question, Google's in the hand. <laughs> Google can help you find answers too. And well, that's all, everyone. Well, yeah. Uh, like Meg said, um, if you relate to these things, please, like always, there are people that can you can go and check and verify. Uh, you can also go to, uh, if you're in a school or stuff like that, uh, you can go, or in a university, you can check if they offer free uh, help for those in the school. And, and maybe you can get diagnosed with ADHD or any other condition that you actually have. Uh, so, yeah, don't. Uh, there are certain things in our minds that we can't control. And if you see that people are constantly telling you that you're failing at certain things and they're expecting you to do something and you feel that you like literally can't, then go see what's going on with your mind. Go see what's going on with your brain. It's very exactly. important. Um, and, 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 and accepting sometimes that you have a disability is hard too. Because we would like to think that we are like everyone else sometimes. And sometimes it can be hard to accept that you're different. But that's okay. Most of my life, from my experience, being different has been fun. It's been hard. It's been really hard. But it's also been pretty fun. I have made really, really good friends. Friends that actually care. Anyways, where can we find you, Meg? Well, <clears throat> thanks for asking. You can find me on Instagram. And if you have a pen and paper, write this down. You can come and visit me on Instagram by... Wow, I forgot. <laughs> 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 we can leave it in the description down below if you want yes that's much better uh and if you want to find me my name is friendly wait 
description down below, but it's uh, Raymond's Friendly Inns. Uh, but I'll get the description down below. Uh, and uh, you can also find uh, uh, find me on YouTube as Friendly Tunes. Uh, you can find me on YouTube as Music, Songs, and Tunes. And finally, uh, you can look up my other podcast uh, called uh, Musicverse. And uh, I'm going to leave a lot of uh, resources and stuff in the description of this podcast. So check those out and have a wonderful and lovely rest of your day or night or whatever it is. Bye, everyone. Bye.